I thank you. You continue today to show us your love through your daughter, Evangelist Rita. Thank you, Father, that as she brings the word, God, we will know that you have spoken. God, you are the one. You said there will ever be hearing and never understanding. Let not be that to be our case today, God. You said there will be seeing but never perceiving. Let that, that not be our case today, Father. God, open and stop our ears and open our eyes and, and, and break up the hardened hearts that we can hear you, we can see you, and we can sense you, we can feel you, we can love you, and we can receive your love, God. And through your daughter, we pray today that you will do your work. Father, let the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ, the same Holy Spirit that was present in Acts, in Acts 2, the same Holy Spirit that Peter spoke about that, that they, they could not understand or ordinary man could speak the way he spoke the same holy spirit that would bid paul to go and not to go the same holy spirit god that descended upon jesus and led him where he should go we thank you that is the same holy spirit that reside in your daughter today rita and that you will speak through her god you will speak to her god and you will speak through her god and we will know that you have spoken jesus God, let it not be another word that we hear and by tomorrow we forget. But let this word sink deep in our hearts and start transforming us, Father God, so that we can trust you, so that we can obey you, so that we can be humble before you, deliberately humbling ourselves, not because we feel that we are belittled, but because we choose to humble ourselves before you. So, Father, we cry out to you today. Father, we cry out to you today. Speak to us, God. Your servants are listening. Speak to us, Father God, and cause us, God, to obey, God. God, 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 God. Jesus, you are all that we want and need. God. And even when we say it with our lips and our hearts are not there, help us to get to that place that what our confession is, is what our heart is saying, God. That we will not be speaking only from our lips, but that our hearts will be connected. You are all that we want. You are all that we need. And so, Father, speak to us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So today I want to introduce Evangelist Rita Darko. Somebody sharing their screen, you can take it down. Evangelist Rita is Ghana, London. She has a mixed culture, so I'm assuming she's born in Ghana. But she lived in London for a very long time, and she so happens now to be in New York. She is an evangelist, and I'm assuming that's the way the Lord has gifted her. So she's not just coming with our word today, but that's her mandate is to go and to win souls. She's a teacher. So she's also going to break the word for us to understand as the Holy Spirit leads her. She's a marriage counselor. 
So all of us who are getting married, there is a counselor available to us. She is a humanitarian, so she goes and no doubt she does activism of some sort and love to talk to you. She's a wife, she's a mother, she's a woman of God above everything else. And she is from the Trimon Presbyterian Church. And so we want to welcome you, Sister Rita, Evangelist Rita, we want to welcome you to New Life Horizon Church. It is a privilege for us to sit yes, and yes. to hear the Lord speak through you, his vessel, this morning. We know your word is a timely word. We don't know what you're going to say, but we know it's a timely word because the Lord would not have made an appointment with us and you if he never had a word for us to hear. So I hand over to you, Evangelist, and I ask you to speak as the Lord give you utterance. And so I just bless you as you speak. Amen. Oh, my God. It is a great privilege, beloved, and honor for me to be part of this great kingdom today. And I thank the ancient of days, my God, who is old, but not old fashioned God. He's mighty. He's great. He doesn't pursue a man before he catches up with him. Hallelujah. We all look to him, but he doesn't look to anyone. He is the only one who is permitted to be proud because our God is good. Our God is great. Our God is faithful. So amazing. But he doesn't use his greatness to oppress. Hallelujah. And he doesn't consult your past to determine your future. Hallelujah. He's a great God. And I thank also Pastor Eva and the leadership of this ministry for believing in the grace of God upon my life. I really, really appreciate it. And I don't take it lightly at all. Hallelujah. Beloved, God bless you all. Because you have honor God today, honor will never be removed from your life. Because he said, he that honor me, I will honor the person as well. Hallelujah. So God bless you. This morning, beloved, I am here to, with the help of the spirit of God, I'm here to talk about something. Which the message of entitled, Thanksgiving completes our faith. Hallelujah. Maybe you'll be thinking, why Thanksgiving? We are not in November yet, so why Thanksgiving? Beloved, as Christian, our Thanksgiving always completes our faith. And I take my sermon from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 11, verse 19. Hallelujah. Let's hear the reading of God's word. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were leopards, which stood afar off. And they lifted their voice and said, and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, 
he said unto them, Go, show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, Where are there not ten claims? Were there not ten claims? But where are the nine? Where are not any found who return to give glory to God as a stranger? And he said unto him, Rise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Amen. Beloved, now the passage starts with the location of Jesus. And it says, Jesus, as he went through Jerusalem, so he was on his way to Jerusalem. He goes through different towns in Samaria and Galilee. And that the scene is very the scene is very, very intentional because of what happens later on. So I want you to take note of this. Samarian is made up of mixed multitude who are not full Jews. And then Galilee, Galilee or Galileans is made up of Jews. So Jesus is going between village of Samaria who are not Jews and then Galilee who are Jews. And as he entered one of the villages, the Bible did not tell us which village or which one of them, whether it is a Samaritan village or Galilean village, the Bible did not say. He met with ten leopards, and these leopards were standing outside the gate of the village and shouted with a loud voice, Master Jesus, have mercy on us. In Jesus' days, beloved, leopards were not allowed to enter a city. They were considered unclean and their disease very, very contagious. So they were kept outside the population, similar to what we do now when somebody gets infection, like any contagious diseases, coronavirus or whatever, hallelujah. It's like they were quarantined. So the leopard were quarantined at that time. So this leopard shouted to Jesus, Master, help us because they cannot go to Jesus. If they try to go to the city, they will be stoned. So they shouted back to them. Jesus shouted back to them, go show yourself to the priest. They believed the word of Jesus and started going, hallelujah. As they were going, they realized that they were healed. So those days, 
the reason why they have to go to show themselves to the priest, then the priests were health inspectors of Israel. Hallelujah. They have to satisfy with them that the disease has been healed or not. So you go to get a certificate of healing or of health. So they go to be satisfied that they were healed or cleansed. And they went and all they went their way merry because they were happy about their healing. But they forgot the healer. They forgot the person who has healed them. Except one. Except one. And he goes back to Jesus. And he worshipped before the Lord. He cried with a loud voice. A loud voice. And thanked Jesus Christ. And Jesus asked him very interesting questions. Where were there not ten people healed? How come now none of the ten came except this foreigner? Except this foreigner. This is very important because the man was a Samaritan. He wasn't from Galilee. He wasn't a Jew. The Jews are people of Jesus because Jesus is a Jew. His people got healed and they never thank him. And the people who are not, the people who are not, thank him. It's almost like we are saying, oh, God moving in and work powerfully. And the believers did not thank him. But unbelievers were thanking God. This is how it's to us. That's what happened. And Jesus said, where are the nine? That simply tells you Jesus was expecting the people who has been touched by him to come back and show appreciation to God. So beloved, the question now is after God has moved powerfully in your life, does he expect thanksgiving from you? Yes, he does. When God visits you, does he expect you to show appreciation? Yes, he does. When God heals you, does he expect you to show appreciation? Yes, he does. When God prospers you, does he expect you to show appreciation? Yes, he does. When God blesses the works of your hand, does he expect you to show appreciation? Yes, he does. And God allows you to wake up this morning and live a life free of incidents. Does he expect an appreciation from you? Yes, he does. How do we know? How do we know? Because Jesus said, where are the rest? Where are the rest? There are many times we come to God with expectation, but after we have, after he has done what we requested from him, we are so excited, beloved, we are so excited that he has done what we requested from him. 
and we forgot about the person who facilitate it. And this leopard from Somaria, or Samaritan, it's a Samaritan. Hallelujah. It's a Samaritan came to Jesus. And I like how the Bible passage in the verse 13 put it. It says, they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Beloved, note how the passage put it. When they are making their request, they lifted up their voice and they shouted and screamed, Jesus, help us. And now, when the gratitude is being shown, listen to what the passage put it as well concerning one of them. When he saw that he was healed, returned with a large voice. Glorified God. Do you know that he used a loud voice to get Jesus to heal him? And the same loud voice to thank him. That showed that the same intensity by which he sought God's help was the same intensity by which he came to show or came to thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Many a times there is a lot of intensity when we are seeking God. But when we are thanking him, then the intensity goes down. We come to God with a lot, a lot of intensity. But after he has ministered to us, we lower the intensity in our thanksgiving. And he was a foreigner. He was a foreigner. This one leper. He was a foreigner. And he came and gave worship to God. He bowed down in his face, thanking God. Now, in his thanksgiving, this man, the only thing he had to thank God with was his praise, his words, and with the posture of his body, because that is the only thing he had. He hasn't got anything. He doesn't work. He doesn't earn a salary. He has nothing to thank God for except his body. So he threw his own body at the feet of Jesus. If he had something more, than his body, he would have thrown also at the feet of Jesus. But the leopard well, has nothing. He has nothing. So all he has is his body that has been healed. That has been cleansed. And he cast his body at the feet of Jesus. So, if you believe that God has touched you and God has visited you, he wants you to return to him and give him thanks. Hallelujah. He wants you to come back and give him thanks. Hallelujah. Because we all know, beloved, that we all have gone through a lot, especially with this pandemic, we've been through a lot and God has been so faithful to us. 
God has blessed us so many. So many have shared testimonies. Hallelujah. Because God has blessed us. The Bible says he came with the same intensity to thank God. And because that's all that he has. And let's say something in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter, sorry, Matthew chapter 15, verse 7 to 9. What Jesus said about thanksgiving. Jesus was denouncing some people. He called them hypocrites. And he said, well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with your mouth and honor me with their lips, lips, but their heart is far off from me. In vain, they worship me, teaching doctrines as the commandment of men. Beloved, he said, these people, these people draw near to me. And we all remember when our sister was starting the worship, you, you hear what she said, that God told her that if this music or this song, if you are not going to draw near to God, then you don't have to, hallelujah. So Jesus was saying, these people, they honor me or they prophesy, you know, or they come to me with their mouth, honor me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. In vain they worship me, teaching doctrines as the commandment of men, but not God. Beloved, Jesus was talking about two ways in which we honor God. He calls one honoring, honoring with lips. These people honor me with their lips. And when we honor with lips, sometimes it's good. But in this instant, Jesus is not praising, honoring with, or praising, honor God with the lips. Because there is a second honor Jesus was talking about. That is preferred. Honor me with your heart. Honor me with your heart. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, or I'm not going to, you see, you come to God. I am not looking for an honoring with lips. That's what Jesus was saying. I'm not looking for people who honor me with lips. I'm not looking for lip service. He wasn't looking for lip service. Because when we come to seek God's mercy, the intensity we come to God with, is not the same. When we come back to show our position. So Jesus was saying that he doesn't like lip service. Sometimes it's, it's okay. But Jesus was looking for heart service. Heart worship. Heart thanksgiving. Coming from the depth of your being. It should come from the depth of your being. And that's what the leopard did. He came with his heart. Although his lips were speaking, it was his heart that was speaking. And when we want to thank God and honor God, we have to do it from our hearts, 
from our hearts. Hallelujah. How do we know whether you are doing it from your heart or you are doing it from your lips? How do we know? Because when you are doing it, the same intensity in which you want to see help from God is the same intensity you come back to God, hallelujah, with your thanksgiving. So as you all know, we are approaching November and November being a thanksgiving month. Let's see how this will help us in thanking God, hallelujah. Because Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10, says something there. Honor the Lord with your possession. Honor the Lord with your possession. And with the first fruit, first fruit of all your increase, so that your bands will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And remember the theme, thanksgiving, complete your faith. Thanksgiving, complete your faith. Honor the Lord. If it's from our hearts, it must be honor. Hallelujah. It must be honor to the Lord. The word honor simply means to offer something that is weighty or glorious. Doing something that is significant or glorious, that is honor. That is honor. Sometimes it's very difficult to define. It's very, very difficult to define. Let's see something. You remember Genesis, the story about Abel and Cain, or Cain and Abel. We all know, we, all, we are all familiar with this story. Beloved, the Bible says Cain was a farmer. Oh, sorry, was a, a, a farmer. Yes, Cain was a farmer. And Abel was a, a animal uh, husband. Like he rare animals. So uh, I don't know how to put it, but he take care of animals. Hallelujah. He rare animals, cattle, sheep, and stuff like that. Beloved, the thing is that both of them were working. Like now these days, you have some people being doctors, others being nurses, some are scientists. You know, there's a lot of professions. And we all earn salary. Hallelujah. We earn and wages, hallelujah. So now to come to God to honor God, these two men, they brought what they have. Because I don't think God was expecting Cain to go and get some of Abel's uh, animals. No, he was expecting Cain to bring all the fruit stuff or the fruit products he have. So I want you to ask yourself, why did God, accept one and reject one why did god accept one and reject one because one was honoring god and one was not honoring god hallelujah one is from the heart and one is not from the heart hallelujah beloved if we come to honor god We have to try and place value, place value to the one who facilitates it. 
the person who blesses you. You cannot just come to God like everyone is doing it. So let me come and do and be free. No, it doesn't work like that. So when we say that we are doing something to honor God, it is not just the arts. Beloved, it is not the arts, but it is also the heart behind the value or behind what you place on the person you are going to honor. Both of them were working. One is a farmer, one is an animal uh, uh, really. So are you saying that God was expecting Cain to go back to Abel to get some animal to come and present to God? No, God wasn't expecting that. Beloved, God wasn't expecting that. God wants whatever we have, whatever we bring to God, must have valued. Hallelujah. So the things we do for God, they look okay. Sometimes they look okay. For example, somebody comes and say, oh God, I love you. Oh God, I love you. Oh God, I love you. And another person comes, Oh Lord, I love you. Oh Lord, I love you. Oh Lord, I love you. Beloved, there are two, I love you is the same, but they are two different, I love you. They are two different, I love you. Because one came from the lips. Hallelujah. One came from the lips. But the same, I love you. The same, I love you. The gesture, the gesture is different. It's different because one came with the lips and the other came with the heart. It showed the value for the one being honored. And the other is just going through emotion. The other was just going through emotion. And beloved, when we come to honor God, we don't go through the emotions. We don't go through the emotion. We just don't do something because, please listen to me very carefully. We, when we come to Christianity, we don't, we don't just do things that the church says. We don't do things that the church said we should do. Or we've been asked to do. No. In Christianity, we don't do things because our church is saying it. We don't do things because, you know, the pastor is saying it. No, we do things because we are convinced that this is the will of God. And if your church says it and you don't think it is the will of God, go ahead and live your life. But remember, our faith is not in the church. Our faith is not in the pastor. Our faith is in God and his word. And if we are going to do something until we come to the full conviction that this is from God, this is from God, then whatever we do will be a lip service. Will be a lip service. And it will not honor God. So we are told, honor the Lord. That means we are going to be very particular 
about what we do. Hallelujah. Then it tells us to honor the Lord with our possession. And if all you possess is your body, like the leopard, then honor God with it. Your body, honor God with it. Worship the Lord because he came to bow before him. And in addition to your body, if you are working, you have the work of your hands, then bless the Lord or honor the Lord with the works of your hand. Because this man, he has nothing. All he has was his body. Hallelujah. And if God blesses with much, then honor him with much. If God blesses you with little, beloved, honor him according to your strength. According to your strength. Because he who much is given, much is expected. Hallelujah. Much is expected. But if you have the little, you bless him according to your strength. But you don't just say, well, everybody is honoring God with this. So what? I'm going to honor God with that and leave it. No. It depends on the weight. The weight of his blessing that he has placed on you. To whom much is given, much is required. Honor the Lord. Do it for the Lord. And throughout the year, we have prayed. We fasted. We trusted and you believe God and God has come through for you. Or even if you are still expecting the miracle to come through, thanksgiving is what completes the cycle. Thanksgiving is what completes the cycle. Hallelujah. For the nine leopards whom was healed did not complete the cycle. They did not. Because Jesus says something to the one. That he, didn't, that he didn't say to the nine. He told the nine to go and show themselves to the priest. But to the one who came back, Jesus said to him, your faith has made you whole. Or your faith, faith has made you well. That he didn't say to the nine. He didn't say that to the nine. Hallelujah. He didn't say that to the nine. He's only told them to go and show themselves to the priest. But with this one who came back, Jesus said that your faith has made you whole. What is the implication of that? I don't know, but it must be significant. If it was spoken, it means that something happened to the one that did not, you know, did not happen. Something happened. Hallelujah. Because it's significant. Because it was spoken. And something happened to the one that did not happen to the nine. And it is my inclination. The Bible says it, but it is my inclination. That when Jesus said to the ten lepers to go and be cleansed, their leprosy was cleansed. But if you know anything about leprosy, there is a difference between being cleansed from leprosy and being healed from leprosy. 
or being made whole from leprosy. When you are cleansed from the leprosy, the infection goes. But it is has, if it has been eating your fingers or it has eaten the part of your limbs or there is distortion or disability in part of your limbs, they will still remain, although you have been cleansed. So if you go to leper uh, colonials or a place where leopard has been cleansed or healed, you may still see or you may still find that what it took away from them has not been restored to them. Although they were well. So my inclination is when this person came with thanksgiving, a process of healing has started, but it was completed when he came with the thanksgiving. The other went with part one of God's process. They never got to part two of the process. The part two came when this man came back to Jesus and said, Lord, I worship you. And I thank you for what you have done for me. And Jesus spoke a second word to him and saying, your faith has made you whole. Beloved, I believe when Jesus said that, the limbs that has been eaten were restored. Everything came back whole, not just cleansing, but restoration. Hallelujah. There was a restoration. There is some time, something about thanksgiving. There is something about thanksgiving. And this thanksgiving completes our faith in God. What God started in your life is complete through your thanksgiving. And for many of us, this month to the end of this year, God has started a process. And I believe in November is going to be a turnaround month for many of you. Your story will be different. Your focus will be different because God is going to open doors that has been shut for a long time. But when he starts the process, please don't think that it is the end. Don't think that it is the end. Because you have, if you have been cleansed, that means he hasn't finished. Hallelujah. He has to restore you. Hallelujah. He has to restore you. And with this restoration comes with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So when we thank the Lord and when we return to thank the Lord, our thanksgiving must honor our thanksgiving must honor god hallelujah it is said honor the lord with your procession procession simply means your belongings your properties your worth your honor hallelujah you honor them with god and if you believe this is the one who has given it to you, then you own him. If you believe that God has blessed you, then you own a God. 
because he is the one who facilitates it. He's the one who blesses you with it. And then he says, honor God with your increase, your earnings, your profit, honor God with them. It includes salaries, dividends, bonus, royalties, and as I said earlier, if you know you are doing something, and I said, I am going to do it for my church, and I'm doing it because my church teaches that, then I'm sorry, you are lost. We don't do things because the church says or the pastor says. We do things because we are convinced that this is what God expects from us. And until we come to that place of conviction, your Christian life will be a lip service. You need to come to a place knowing for yourself what God expects from you. And honoring God out of conviction, not out of fear. Out of faith, not out of fear. Out of, not out of intimidation or out of manipulation. No, we are not manipulating you to give. No. Hallelujah. It's out of conviction. Christianity is based on faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. And it will be useless, beloved. It will be useless. What makes, hallelujah, it will be useless. If you come here and you say, oh, I'm going to give God $1 million, but it doesn't base on faith, then it is useless. It is useless. What makes our worship worthy is because it's based on faith. We know this, the word of God, and we do it as unto the Lord. We do it as unto the Lord. So whatever you are doing, you do it as unto the Lord. You honor the Lord with your procession. You honor the Lord with your increase. You honor the Lord with your first fruit. Now, in most churches, people take tithes, which is very good. Hallelujah. And we all know that tithe is one-tenth of what we earn. And we believe under the New Testament, God does not require your one-tenth from, no, God doesn't require of your one-tenth. Mark this seriously. Hallelujah. Because in the New Testament, God requires your first fruits, your first fruit. And the first fruit is the best and the most superior you can give to God. And if you look through the pattern of the New Testament, from the beginning to the end, every giving in the New Testament was more than one-tenth. It was more than one-tenth because, beloved, one-tenth is the Old Testament, test, uh, Testament. And the New Testament is the best, is the best. Because Jesus said to his disciples, your righteousness must exceed the Pharisee. 
And we all know that the Pharisees give one 10 weight exactitude. They put tape, tape measurement to measure the one 10 of everything. And Jesus said, because of my dealings with you, because I've come to this world to save you, and because you have a better covenant, hallelujah, based on the better promises, you have to do better than the Pharisees, hallelujah. So you see, when you come to God and you give one ten, one ten is good, but as new converts, as new believers, as we who believe in the Jesus Christ, the son of God, we have to give more because we have better covenant with good promises. This is what we have. So if I see Christians say, oh, I'm going to give one 10, I'm going to give. I said, you're going to give one 10. Yes, fair enough. But can you measure the blessings, the grace, the mercies God has placed in your life? You have better covenant than the Pharisee. Don't put tape measure on your givings. Beloved, you don't have to put tape measure on your givings. When we want to honor God, we don't put tape measure. It's not for you to calculate and give God his own. I'm going to calculate and give God his own and I will be free. No. When you are honoring God, we say, God, everything belongs to you anyway. And I'm going to give you something that show my weight. Show the weight of appreciation for you. And until we are able to operate in that way, our giving will be mechanical. It will not be attract any blessing. It will be denominational. It will be based on force. Like we are forcing you to give. No. It must be based on your conviction. Can you imagine a man who says, I love, I love my wife, but I will never give a present above this amount because he has calculated. That doesn't show love. That doesn't show love. And by the way, women too, we have to love. So if a woman wants to love as well, you have to love. Hallelujah. That is how you show your love. You have to do above. Because we all know the unconditional love. The unconditional love. God did not calculate. I can imagine God calculating. Do you think God will send Jesus Christ to come and die for How precious Jesus Christ is meant for our God. He did not calculate it. He gave it out freely. This is the New Testament believers. We give freely. We don't put tape measure that we are going to give one tenth exactly. No, you have to do more because we have better covenant. We have better promises. Hallelujah. Until we come to the, that point where we can say, I want to do this. What is required? But I want to do more. This is what is asked of me, but I want to do more. All I'm saying is when it comes to giving, giving thanks to God, don't be mechanical. 
about it. Don't try to just fulfill an obligation. It is a relationship. It is a covenant relationship. And you do it as unto the Lord. When the leopard came to worship Jesus, he was a Samaritan. People, people, you know, people, people even that time did not believe that Jesus Christ was God or the son of God. So when this man came to bow down to worship Jesus Christ, this man could have been stoned. Because they would say it was blaspheming. But this man did not care. Did not care. He just bowed down because that's all that he has. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Beloved. Don't think about how people is going to say. Because when it comes to Christianity, it's only when Christians are giving their money that you will see the unbelievers criticizing. Because, beloved, somebody who doesn't believe God, somebody who doesn't believe the words of God, and the money does not belong to the person, how can that person criticize? How come? I remember the old Asian story. The old Asian story. When Mary went to do something for Jesus Christ, you remember what happened? One of them, one of them criticized because the Bible said he doesn't love people. Not that he loves people, but he loves money. My brethren, it is important. It is very important that when we come to give, we have to give all. Because this man who saw Jesus, he saw Jesus afar, that's the Bible say, and he shouted. And Jesus saw him afar and told them to go and show themselves. So this man came. He said, this is the man who touched my life. So let me ask you this question. Has Jesus touched you? Has Jesus spoken to your life? Has Jesus cleansed you? Has Jesus lifted you up? Has he given you ideas? Is he important to you? Is your salvation important? Is your salvation precious? Is your faith in God precious? Do you consider going into heaven precious? And if all of these things are precious and you really, really love the Lord in your own hearts, determine the weight, the weight you will honor God with. This is how we give to the Lord. We don't give out of pressure. We don't pressure people to give. We don't give out of compulsion. We give out of conviction. It's your conviction. It is the word of God. It is the word of God. Hallelujah. Because we honor the Lord with our thanksgiving. And our thanksgiving completes our faith. And I will urge you for the rest of your life constantly. 
remind or remember that your thanksgiving completes your faith. It completes the process that God has started in your life because we overcome through our testimony. We overcome through our thanksgiving. We overcome through by lifting the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this morning, I just want us to pray and thank God for how far he has brought us. Hallelujah. And to bring my message to a cross, I want you to ponder upon those one leopard. He came back. He did not come back out of compulsion. No. He came back out of, out of conviction because he was convinced that somebody facilitates his healing. So he came back and showed appreciation. Hallelujah. Let us bow our head and pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you so much for what you have done for us. Thank you for your blessings and goodness you have shown us. Thank you, Lord, for the prayers we offered throughout this year. Thank you for your scriptures you gave us. Thank you for your message you preached to inspire us. Daddy, that's when we were down, you lifted us up. When we were in our valley, you gave us fountain of water. When it, we are in our desolate heights, Lord, you give us rivers. In the wilderness, you open pools for us. In our dry places, my Lord, you open springs. You are the one who helped us to break our fire ground. You have given us life. You have given us expectation. You did not cut short our expectation. So for all that you have done, we honor you, Jesus. We give you thanks, Jesus. We love you. We appreciate you, Jesus. We declare, Lord, that you are the number one in our lives. You are number one in our life. You are the top of the line, my Lord and my God. In our heart, we bow to you as this leper did. May it not be as of us. Where is he? Where is she? Where are the nine? May we be the one that comes and returns with thanksgiving to honor you for all that you have done. We give you praise. We give you honor. Lord Jesus, you are mighty in the name of Jesus. I pray with thanksgiving. And I want you all to just purpose in your heart how much you're going to bless the Lord. You're going to honor the Lord because God has done so many things for us. And from now to December, we need to show our appreciation. We need to thank the Lord. We need to honor the Lord with what God has done for us. May the Lord continue to bless you all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.